push one of them across the floor, who would bend down and look inside at the empty driver's seat. And because every car needed a driver in order to move, he would imagine he was the person sitting behind the wheel, a tiny person, a man so tiny he was no bigger than the top joint of his thumb. His mother smoked cigarettes, but his father smoked nothing, not even a pipe or cigars. Old Golds, such a good-sounding name, Ferguson thought, and how hard he laughed when his mother blew smoke rings for him. Sometimes his father would say to her, Rose, you smoke too much, and his mother would nod her head and agree with him, but still she went on smoking as much as before. Whenever he and his mother climbed into the green car to go out on errands, they would stop for lunch in a little restaurant called Al's Diner, and as soon as he finished his chocolate milk and grilled cheese sandwich, his mother would hand him a quarter and ask him to buy her a pack of old golds from the cigarette machine. It made him feel like a big person to be given that quarter, which was about the best feeling there was, and off he would march to the back of the diner, where the machine stood against the wall between the two restrooms. Once there, he would reach up on his toes to put the coin in the slot, pull the knob under the pillar of stacked-up old golds, and then listen to the sound of the pack as it tumbled out of the bulky machine and landed in the silver trough below the knobs. In those days, cigarettes didn't cost 25 cents, but 23 cents, and each pack came with two freshly minted copper pennies tucked inside the cellophane wrapper. Ferguson's mother always let him keep those two pennies, and as she smoked her post-lunch cigarette and finished her coffee, he would hold them in his open palm and study the embossed profile of the man on the face of the two coins, Abraham Lincoln. Or, as his mother sometimes said, Honest Abe. Beyond the little family of Ferguson and his parents, there were two other families to think about, his father's family and his mother's family, the New Jersey Fergusons and the New York Adlers, the big family with two aunts, two uncles, and five cousins, and the small family with his grandparents and Aunt Mildred, which sometimes included his great-aunt Pearl and his grown-up twin cousins, Betty and Charlotte. Uncle Lou had a thin mustache and wore wire-rimmed glasses. Uncle Arnold smoked camels and had reddish hair. Aunt Joan was short and round, Aunt Millie was a little taller but very thin, and the cousins mostly ignored him because he was so much younger than they were, except for Francie who sometimes babysat for him when his parents went to the movies or to someone's house for a party. Francie was far and away his favorite person in the New Jersey family. She made beautiful, complicated drawings of castles and knights on horses for him, let him eat as much vanilla ice cream as he wanted, told funny jokes, and was ever so pretty to look at, with long hair that seemed both brown and red at the same time. Aunt Mildred was pretty as well, but her hair was blonde, unlike his mother's hair, which was dark brown. And even though his mother kept telling him that Mildred was her sister, he sometimes forgot because the two of them looked so different. He called his grandfather Papa and his grandmother Nana. Papa smoked Chesterfields and had lost most of his hair. Nana was on the fat side and laughed in the most interesting way, as if there were birds trapped inside her throat. It was better to visit the Adler apartment in New York than the Ferguson houses in Union and Maplewood, not least because the drive through the Holland Tunnel was something he relished.
A curious sensation of traveling through an underwater tube lined with millions of identical square tiles. And each time he made that sub-aquatic journey, he would marvel at how neatly the tiles fit together and wonder how many men it had taken to finish such a colossal task. The apartment was smaller than the houses in New Jersey, but it had the advantage of being high up, on the sixth floor of the building, and Ferguson never tired of looking out the window in the living room and watching the traffic move around Columbus Circle. And then, on Thanksgiving, there was the further advantage of being able to watch the annual parade pass in front of that window, with the gigantic balloon of Mickey Mouse almost smack against his face. Another good thing about going to New York was that there were always presents when he arrived. Boxed candies from his grandmother, books and records from Aunt Mildred, and all kinds of special things from his grandfather. Balsa wood airplanes, a game called Parcheesi, another excellent word, decks of playing cards, magic tricks.